Welcome back, everyone, to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to a new friend of mine, Michaela Thompson, today. She's going to be joining us to talk about her perspective about the theme that we're exploring this month called A Better Story About Our Identity. And we're going to be looking at what the Bible teaches us about our identity in Christ and how that's different than the stories we might have learned about ourselves and who we are from the world. So I'd just love to know your perspective. Like, why do you think this topic about identity matters to young adults? I think it really matters to young adults, like especially now and this time in in our history, because the world will try to tell you so much of who you are or they'll ask you to depend on yourself to really figure out who you are and what you want, things of that nature. Um, and I think that's something I fell into as well, um, especially in college, really searching for who I was or who I wanted to be. And what it came down to, what I what I found in the end is I wanted to be who God called me to be. Um, and so I think, you know, it's something that everyone deals with trying to figure out who they are, who they want to be. Um, and at the end of the day, there's one truth and, you know, it's it's Jesus. And I, I feel like that's why it's so important for young adults, because you'll you'll spend your life searching if you if you don't know that truth, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your experience with that. Could you say a little bit more about like how that topic connected with you and your search to find who you are and how Jesus gave you maybe a stronger truth than what you were searching for? Yeah. So, you know, going into college, I really, that freshman year, I wanted to be who I wanted to be. And I didn't know who that was. Um, I had just known growing up, I had been told, oh, you're a leader for my dad or you're a good basketball player from friends and family or, you know, a multitude of things. And I knew that I was kind of some of those things or I knew that I really didn't want to be those things. So I kind of find my, found myself running from these identities that people had placed on me. And when I got to college, I said, this is a time for me to start fresh, start new and try to really make my own identity. Um, in doing so, I really placed my my value in my life in things that didn't fulfill me, you know? Uh, relationships, um, underage drinking, things of that nature. And it got to a point where obviously those things don't fulfill you. They don't, they don't bring you peace. They don't bring you happiness. And it also brought me to a point of, is this really the person I wanna be? I was hurting people I had known for long periods of time who had always been there for me and different things of that nature. And, you know, so I, I did, I ended up turning back to God, but it was after a couple of years of him speaking to me and saying, Hey, like, come back, you know, this isn't who you are. And, um, it took some time because I was, I wasn't living in his truth. I was living in disobedience and I was, you know, I'm not not yet God, not right now, God. Um, but I think that's what's so awesome about our faith is it's free will, but God still, he still is patient. He's still merciful and never once did he give up on me. He He knew who I was and he tried to instill that in me. And he did it until I was ready to do so as well. He never pushed me on that. And so I kind of find myself coming back to him and, uh, 
it's all it always comes back to him. That is the gospel. The right. God never gives up on us. He keeps pursuing us and we have to listen to his voice to come back home. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, like, how did you hear him drawing you and was there a turning point for you where you're like, Okay, I'm I'm ready to come back to Jesus? Yeah. So it was going into my junior year of college. Um had a tumultuous summer of just not living in his light. And again, I always knew God. I could always hear him. I was just saying, not right now, God, I'm not ready. And I think I had really gotten tired of doing what I wanted to do because it just wasn't working for me. And so I started to lean in a little bit more. I hadn't found hope yet or anything like that. So I'm watching sermons online and just, you know, going back to pastors or churches I had been familiar with in the Mm -hmm. past. And I can't remember the exact video, but I was watching a Michael Todd uh, sermon and it was a Sunday and I don't know what he said or, you know, it was really kind of one of those God moments. I had an overwhelming just feeling all over my body and I just kept professing that he saved me. He saved me. I, I just felt his love and mercy all at once in that moment. And that's awesome. Yeah, it, it it was just crazy and overwhelming. It's one of those God things. It's really unexplainable. And, you know, you can't know until you know it, you know. And from there, you know, I made steps to just follow God in whatever way I could. Not saying it was always linear, mm-hmm. but it, that's kind of where it started going into my junior year of college. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, so this week we're doing, we're trying to do a growth challenge as a community and look at some passages of scripture or, or do maybe a spiritual discipline uh, that we can engage outside of our gatherings to help us deepen our relationship with Jesus. So I asked you to share some thoughts about this week's growth challenge, which we read the letter to Philippians. Right. So what stood out to you about how this letter speaks to our identity? so much of it spoke to our identity and I think it it was awesome because the Bible is a living text right and so whatever he was saying to the Philippians is applicable today um there are so many things that I just wrote down and broke down and you got like a notebook full yeah (laughs) um it was just it was a lot um I think I I really want to talk about um the power of prayer so you know in Philippians 4, uh, 6, it says, don't worry about anything instead of pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was such a big point because prayer really changes everything. It can't be, you know, talked about enough. And mm-hmm. that's been such a big point in my life of changing from, you know, who I was to who God's called me to be. Um, you know, it's changed my relationships, you know, and when I find myself upset or frustrated or even sad, I know I don't have to hold that on my own. You know, I can just give that to God. And, and honestly, he brings a peace that you just cannot conceptualize. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's so big in, you know, finding your identity because you might not be where you want to be or, you know, be who you want to be yet, but God wants you to have the desires of your heart. And you need to ask him for those things and he will come through always. Yeah, it's through that relationship, like you said, where you begin to experience a peace that you don't have to be in control. Right. Prayer is a way of actually trusting God to to be our king 
and to give him our cares and our concerns, our desires, and then letting him transform those things in the way that he wants. And you got to smile there. So what did that make you think? Yeah, uh, I honestly right now am like living in the days that I prayed for. Um, I could not have imagined this is where I would be in my life really ever, but even from a year ago to this point. And it it's really shown me like God is, he's good, he's faithful, he will do what he says he's gonna do. And it also gives me hope for the future, mm-hmm. for for things I look forward to or, you know, where I see myself being or whatever he's called in my life. I know that it will come into fruition and I can be patient because I've already seen him work. Mm-hmm. I've already seen him do things. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So when you we were reading through Philippians, the passage on prayer really stuck out to you. Was there anything else that you feel like God really highlighted for you about identity? Um, I think as it pertains to just Paul himself, mm. right? He has this past as Saul, and he just um, he did the exact opposite of what God has called him to do in the beginning. And I feel like that's really been just placed on my heart because. I really truly believe that God will use all things for good to honor and glorify his kingdom. And he's done that with myself and my misdealings. And he's, he's used those things that, you know, my flesh and like Satan was going to use for evil, but he's made it good. And I think that's just a a cool thing that he can do for everybody. And uh, Mm -hmm. the cool part of Paul's story that, you know, he, once was persecuting Christians, but now he's leading a movement of of Christ's followers and disciples. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing from our past that can disqualify us from what God wants to do with our present future. And that's what he's in the business of is redeeming our, our brokenness, redeeming our mistakes and making something beautiful out of it. And that's what we see in the life of Paul. And that's actually one of the cool things about this letter is chapter one opens up and he's like reminding this whole community of their new identity in Christ. Like we're partners in the gospel in this redemptive work that Jesus is doing in the lives of people. And then he talks about how Jesus left heaven in search of us on earth to save us from our sin and then ascended back to heaven. And then he shows how his life kind of follows the same pattern. Like, So he calls us into the same purpose, then shows how Jesus did it, and then says, hey, I had all these good things going on in my life. I had some bad things too, but now compared to Jesus, everything else is like just a pile of trash. If you really want to compare my identity to what I have now, and even though I was like kind of propped up in the world in all these good ways, um, man, I carried around my own sin. I carried around my own shame. I carry around my own pride. And now I've met Jesus and I found a treasure that defines me in a new way. And I'm not perfect. I never, and that's what it says in Philippians three. I actually love this part. It says, I don't mean to say I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. And when he says perfection, he's not saying just moral perfection, like maturity, completeness. And so we're all in that journey. And no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not yet achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus in calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. 
I love that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wrote that out. I love that part. Yeah, because uh, he's like, okay, this this is the gospel. This is the gospel working itself out in us. We're always on the way until we get to heaven, but we receive this new identity that's so beautiful. And I'm so glad you're experiencing that and that that's also motivating you and how God's leading you for your future. So I know in our conversations, you've told me about kind of like some initiatives that you want to work on in the the digital space with uh, this theme of not disqualified. Right. And so could you talk a little bit more about that and kind of what God is leading you in that direction or how he's leading you in that direction? Yeah. So I would say in about March or April, he just gave me a dream really. And um, I just woke up and kind of got to work on this, this mission project. And, you know, I kind of like to preface it by, you know, not disqualified is it's God's mission. You know, he just really wants individuals and people like myself to know Yes, you've had misdealings and sin and all of these things, but that doesn't disqualify you from, you know, continuing to build God's kingdom, you know, making disciples, you know, doing what he's called of you. Because I really struggled myself of when I was done, you know, being the person I was being, I'm not good enough to do what he's asked. I How, how can I, you know preach the gospel when I've done the exact opposite and, you know, tried to look for my life in other places and look for it in the world. And he, he, he had to tell me, he had to call me back and say, I didn't disqualify you. So why are you disqualifying yourself? Mm. And, you know, when you think about all the people that God has used in the Bible, you know, they had their own misdealings, right? God loves to use sinners Mm -hmm. to change the narrative. And so that's kind of what the initiative is, the project is. Um, it has a, a big overarching, um, you know, theme, I guess, for what it wants to be. Um, you know, I would like to do podcasts and really speak to people about, you know, um, their misdealings before and how God has brought them through that and how he's, how he's used that to, uh, you know, change their lives and build his kingdom. Um, you know, I'd like to work with like clothing and things of that nature, but also in this process, God has spoken to me and told me things don't have to be perfect. You know, things will always be perfect. And the more you sit on this, the longer that someone's going to miss out on what they really need. Right. And so I can't worry about it being big or it being perfect or whatever else. I am doing what God has called me to do. And something I like to think about while doing that is I'm not doing any more or any less than what he's told me. Right. I'm just doing exactly. That's the place you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do too much. He didn't ask me to do all that. And I want to do what he's told me. So not, you know, less. And so that's what I've been doing. And what that looks like right now is just making videos that, you know, he's put on my heart and mind. Um, that people need to hear or, you know, want to hear and um, making sure there's resources for people. So ways to pray, ways to disciple, um, ways to read your Bible if you need it. And um, also some playlists. Uh, There's so much music out there. And we really want to be careful about, you know, what we're listening to. And, you know, sometimes we need different types of encouragement, you know, not just contemporary Christian or gospel, but maybe Christian pop or, Mm -hmm. 
indie Christian music or hip hop Christian music. And even I didn't know all that was out there until I really started searching for it. And so just having resources like that for people to have if they're just starting out or they don't know, you know, how to do a certain thing, you know, concerning their faith. And so just making sure people have resources and, you know, being able to hear God's word clearly. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Well, I'm excited that you're taking a step in living into your dream today, sharing with us on the podcast as part of your story. And I think what he's leading you to do is going to bless a lot of people. So I'd love to know for you, what are some things that have helped you grow as a disciple? Like, are there any resources or practices that you feel like God has given you that are just like, this has really helped me connect with him or, you know, grow and deepen my faith in Jesus? I think for me, um, in maturing as a Christian, as a believer, it really has been looking more outside of myself and onto others. Um, I honestly really used to be very uh, self-centric. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started really helping people is when I started to grow more. I started to understand who God was and see him more. Because something really special that I adore about God is you can see him through others. Mm -hmm. He gives each and every single one of us different characteristics um, of himself. And so I was able to understand him more and see him more when I was able to interact with others. Um, So for me, that just looked like volunteering with the youth or, you know, wherever I could. And honestly, like my relationships with my friends, my family, really taking time to be intimate with them and hearing them out and understanding them. Because that's another thing God has called in my life is to to help people. And so that can start small. It can start with your family, your friends, mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, and it, it just helped me grow so much. And it it also, you never know, you know, who's going through what or, or whatever like that. Um, it's just been fantastic to be able to really like help people and, and you know that you're doing what God's called you to do. Really. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I, I think I love that. That's a part of how God's been growing you is thinking about the relationships that are in your sphere of influence. Cause I think sometimes when the world can tempt us into thinking like, when we're growing, our influence is growing big. But in right. Jesus, it's the opposite. It's actually this kingdom grows like a mustard seed through small little things that become big things. Yeah. But when Jesus changes our heart and calls us back to him, then he sends us to start loving our friends and family different. And when you can be somebody that listens and starts good conversations, that cares about what's going on inside of people's lives and 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 then, you know, follows Jesus into those situations your influence actually starts to grow and and you start to see God working through your relationships. And that's part of the adventure is like thinking from the inside out rather than the outside in. And so I love how God has grown you by saying, hey, how, how can I make a difference? Let me start in my family, start serving youth, using the gifts that I have and truly make a difference in the lives of others. And I think that's why Jesus actually combined the greatest commandment. It's like actually two commandments into one. That we should love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbors yourself. Because a part of how we love God is by loving others. Mm -hmm. And we can sometimes fool ourselves that we're loving God when we're really not loving others. Yeah. And if we're not loving God, we don't really have much to offer others because Mm -hmm. our love only goes so far. 
but when his love is flowing through us, there's like this never ending. Um, this is, hi, this is my wife joining in the call. I'm going to follow her back later. Uh, and this never ending string to offer other people. So I'm so glad you're experiencing that. Um, and yeah, it threw, that threw me off a little bit, but <laughs> we're just going to keep it real on the podcast. <laughs> um, but I'm curious if, so is there any, any kind of like personal discipline side of things for you connecting with Jesus that has helped you. I know on on your your Instagram, not disqualified. That's where people can find right. You. Not disqualified um, is what it's called on Instagram. It's called disqualified not. Um, and there's a link tree. You can go to the TikTok. You can get the Spotify links. All of that on disqualified not is the at username for not disqualified. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you like to put on there? Like, I know, have you found any of those? You like to put, I'll just out you. You, <laughs> you like to put like, like kind of cool acronyms. Oh, of, right. Of things that can resource people to think about connecting in their relationship with God, which I also like, because I think it's a super helpful just tool to help people remember mm-hmm. complicated things or things that are relational that aren't always simple, but it gives you some handles for it. So have any of those been helpful for you personally? Yeah. So um, in my personal life, I, to pray, I use the acronym TACOS. And <laughs> I like TACOS. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do it in the morning. So um, someone I learned this from is like tacos for breakfast, right? And so it goes uh, Thanksgiving, adoration, confession, others, and self. And so you're thanking God for all he's done and all he is to do. You know, you're adoring him. And all that he does. And then you have your time of confession, like, God, this is what I could really work on. And this is where I've fallen short, but, you know, please work on me and others. That's where you pray for others. And then you pray for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I do that every day. Um, And I feel like it's been a really easy way for me to kind of hit all the things, because sometimes you could feel like there's so much to pray for and you can't remember it all or you know, it's just a lot. And so I think it's really helped me to stay structured, but also remembering like, I'm not just asking for things. I'm, you know, making sure I'm I'm praying over other people that he's called me to and put in my life and, you know, making sure I'm thanking him for what he's done. Um, and so it just really makes it easy in that way. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Tacos. Yeah. I actually hadn't heard that one until you said it. I, I've heard other ones on, on prayer. And that's why it's like there's no formula to prayer, but having right. a pattern that helps you not just focus on yourself, but put your attention on God and thanking him for who he is and beginning to interact with him about the real things in your life, listening to his spirit. Uh, that's what really changes us. And so the tacos, I'll remember that because I like Mexican food. That's my favorite. So <laughs> that's great. Um, I appreciate you sharing those things because I think those kind of resources are helpful for people. So you should check out um, her her Instagram. Um, Disqualified not. Disqualified not. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be yeah. great. Is there any uh, final encouragement you'd like to give people who might be struggling with their identity or trying to understand who they are in Christ as we get ready to close? Yeah. Um, I think the, the most important thing that anyone can do you know young believer old believer is really just go back to God at the end of the day um, people are so helpful and and useful and God puts people in your life to you know really encourage you and give you messages 
But at the end of the day, he is the great I am. And you need to go back to him for honestly everything. Um, and I think that's really changed my life, you know, searching for him in, in scripture, through prayer, and even just like taking walks, just trying to hear what he has to tell me. Um, and, you know, it's not so much isolating yourself from others, but really going to the one who can help you through it all. Um, and I think that's the most important, the best thing I've done for my life. And it's really changed the way I can, I think, and the way I love people and awesome. the way I do life, really. And so just if you're looking for your identity, just know God can tell you who you are and that's all that matters. That's a good word. That's well said. So I want to encourage you to do exactly what she just invited you to do, to, to listen to who Jesus says you are. And if you're new to the story of the Bible, the opening page of the Bible says that you are created in the image of God and that you are called to a purpose to help take care of his world and that he's created you for good works. And Ephesians chapter two, it actually says, for it's by grace you have been saved and this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. And that you are created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared for you to do uh, long ago and to walk in those. And so as you begin to follow him and trust him, he leads you into the good works that he planned for you. And he gives you identity. He gives all of us an identity in Christ that's so different than the world that might create anxiety for us that we're not good enough. Or maybe if someone found out who we really are, we wouldn't be loved and accepted. And in Jesus, we find out the opposite, that we are loved and accepted even in our brokenness, even in our sin. That's what Jesus came to show us through his death on the cross and now that he's defeated death, we can trust him as our king and find a new identity to walk freely as as new sons and daughters that, that live by faith in him. And so we want to encourage you in your journey to find that, to develop a more secure identity in Christ than the world offers us. And so if you're you're still checking out Young Adult Ministry at Hope, I want to invite you to join us on Wednesday night. If you already come to Wednesday night and you're just checking out the podcast, we hope this time has encouraged you. And we hope to see you soon. Thanks, Michaela, for joining us today. It was awesome uh, getting to know your story more. And thanks for sharing what God put on your heart. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, awesome. Take care, guys.